How can you, as a learner of the Irish language, maybe get people around you to learn the Irish language with you and speak it? Well, at Bite Size Irish, we've been running a Cardlin and Taurig, or a summer workshop for the first time. And it's absolutely fantastic. I'm getting so much energy off this. So I'm going to go through a bit of my assertions and reasons that a, a workshop is perhaps a good idea and look into the future with Bite Size Irish. So this is episode Noka Kuig, 95 of the Bite Size Irish podcast. Grab a tea or a coffee and uh, let's chill out for a little while. So our Cardlin and Taurig is this online workshop, I have to say it's probably a unique workshop for the Irish language, and it's built on the assertion of Gaelge Gach La, Irish every day. And the idea was, well, how can we support bite-sized Irish audience members in achieving their goals of wanting to be able to speak the Irish language? And my fundamental assertion is that if you don't use the Irish language every day, you're not moving towards being a speaker of the language. So if you attend classes, um, Irish language classes, that is absolutely fantastic. Keep doing it. If you use Duolingo app to learn vocabulary, that's absolutely fantastic. Keep doing it. If you listen to Radio Nagueltachta or Radio Nalifa online every day, fantastic. Keep doing that. And to really make a leap in your Irish language speaking, my assertion to you is that you have to try to use it to, so to speak it uh, every day. And I realize that comes at different points of learning, doesn't it? So if you're just starting off, you're really looking for uh, the patterns of the language, looking to catch some phrases, some words that you can get into memory. And after that, you start, I guess, okay, you start reading the language, you start listening, audio comprehension, and the final step in all this is speaking. So how did we do this at the at Bite Size Irish with the Cardlin and Taurig? So we had another assertion that Irish language speakers, native speakers or fluent speakers, are a relatively scarce resource. And it's hard to guarantee that you can expose yourself to speaking with an Irish language speaker every day. Like, it just does not seem to scale. There are thousands of people learning the Irish language across the world. They're learning every day. There are only so many teachers, only so many speakers who are available. Now, that being said, we could make use of our Irish language speaking resources in Ireland much more to help spread the Irish language between people within Ireland and outside of Ireland. So if we accept this truth in any case that Irish language speakers are a relatively scarce resource when you're a learner, if you don't live with an Irish language speaker, it's hard, right? How could you set up a call uh, money is another part. If you could pay an Irish language speaker a living wage, <laughs> they would be there for you just as an employee, right? They could speak to you anytime you want to speak to them. 
but the world doesn't work that way either unless you're you know grossly richer than the rest of us you're in another stratosphere by then so how do we normal people do this and if you're attending classes like i said keep doing it this is fantastic and i think that we can help you move from being a, a, a learner of the Irish language towards being a speaker of Gaelge by getting you to practice it every day. So a class is usually every week and it's usually broken down by semesters. So if you count the number of days that you're at class, at an Irish language class, it's probably small enough. Even if it was weekly, every single week of the year, that's 52 days of the year that you're speaking Irish, that you're using Irish. So how can we encourage you to do that 365 days a year, five, six times that? How can we do that? So another point, another assertion is with the book Mastery, I spoke about it in the last podcast, I believe. Uh, Robert Greene, the author of this book, describes the journey of moving from being a complete new learner to something, being a master Moving, the the aim is to be better than your mentor eventually. And it's probably a life journey, isn't it? And he's uh, he specifically addresses learning languages, which I found very interesting. And he asserts that repetition is key when you're moving towards mastery. It's, the, it's this tedious emotional work that's difficult and hard. And most people feel like I'm not good enough. I don't understand what I'm repeating. What's the use? I'll give up. <laughs> but the people who get better come at it. They manage to convince themselves of a different mindset and tell themselves, look, this is worth it. The repetition is worth it. I am getting better by doing this repetition. So what we did in 2019 at Bite Size Irish, we set up Carolyn and Taurig which is built on these assertions and it's going fantastically. It's a four week uh, workshop. And what we did was basically say, look, here are role play scripts that we developed from Monday to Saturday. So we'll skip Sunday. We're saying, but hey, everybody needs a rest, right? <laughs> that we laid out scripts. Siobhan at Bite Size Irish wrote these scripts and they're role play scripts. So between two people, and we recorded videos of us speaking these conversations so that the members of the workshop could practice in their own time and prepare if they wanted to. Then we, we made an assertion again to say, look, at this time, we're going to have a conversation doing role play every day. Now, because Irish language speakers are a relatively scarce resource, bite-sized Irish staff, members can't always be there so these uh, conversations must happen even if a fluent speaker are not there and these highlight the areas the words the phrases that you're not sure about and then you come back to the forum and ask and then maybe you can uh, join another call where a bite-sized Irish member is attending and you can ask questions more directly there so we've been getting fantastic feedback. I think if we could provide an Irish language speaker every day, um, all things being equal, that would be fantastic. The only trouble is we'd have to charge more for the workshop 
and less people would join would show up because of that and i don't know if it's possible perhaps that is possible but i think we can move a lot more flexibly if we can assert that you can improve your irish language status from being a learner to being a speaker even if a fluent irish language speaker is not there with you yeah. another part of the workshop was like gabrielle at bite size set up daily challenges she's doing that every day she's posting on the private forum for the workshop and it's another fun thing to do so it's our way of exposing you to best practice um, resources to use to learn the Irish language pointing you to maybe methods learning methods that you can use in your own time and it's interactive so we ask you questions we ask you to post back in the forum and then is this organic part of the workshop came up too because people wanted to learn more of the language and share their learnings with others and the question was well where do we do that there's this energy but how do we share this together so we repurposed a forum category and it's called Faulam Lakhele learning together and it's a specific part of the workshop where you can post your learnings or maybe your questions where you can learn with others and share and find your generosity. It doesn't matter how much or less of a speaker you are. The The only criterion we had really for this workshop was that you're an active learner of the Irish language. doesn't matter if you're doing it on your own or in class. In class is the best, I find, because it's this regular social contract that you probably show up to. So it's a good indicator for me. That you're ready for this type of thing so how does this apply to you is this giving you any ideas are you feeling like you could run something like this could you if you based your role play scripts off an irish language book or uh, somehow somehow come up with scripted role play in the irish language that you can practice over and over again with other people you find either online or close to you geographically. Maybe if you're attending an Irish language class, how about saying to your buddies at the class, hey, why don't we meet on Skype every day at this given time? Do you want to practice with me? We'll repeat this conversation. And given each day we'll have a different script each day of the week. What about that? What about trying to start something like Deneen Grow? Uh, taught us back in the day in the podcast around episode 60 wasn't it so what what does the future hold for us at Bite Size Irish well I can see a lot more of these uh, interactive well interactive active workshops going on I think that our courses that we offer on Bite Size Irish currently our Bite Size Irish membership bring you to they let you learn the Irish language in your own time, find patterns. People love our online lessons. Uh, they're mixed in with thousands of audio recordings and phonetic pronunciations. And all that builds together to have a lovely resource available to you. And then the next step up is a workshop that gets you to speak the Irish language every day. And I hope if you hear Bite Size Irish announcing a workshop in the future, that you'll consider taking one. We'll leave it at that. Now, thanks to Jacqueline, who recorded a message on the last podcast. I've been learning 
uh, how to say her name better, she replied to me. So, Yakolin Gormila Mahagat, thanks so much for um, offering a part of yourself to the podcast, sharing your worldview on the podcast. And you can do this as well if you're listening. You go to bitesize.irish slash podcast and there's a button to record your question. Now, we got a question in from Matthew. Away we go. Jigwich is Anam Don Matthew. Uh, Tommy Mahoney in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, United States. I'm working on learning Irish and Duolingo, and I'm planning to sign up with BiteSize when my trial's over. And I also just found out about a class that happens in my favorite pub in town, which I'm really excited about trying out as soon as I get over like my shyness of, of speaking in public. Um, so I learned the phrase, Tanyin Shalom, which I believe means I like or enjoy it, but it translates literally as it shines with me. I don't know if it's common in English or if it's like just American English, uh, but at least in the South and Midwest of the U S a way to say something new is really like great or enjoyable is to say that I took a shining to it or I took a shining to him or her. Uh, so I'm curious, do you think that that's something inspired by the Irish language? Either way, I love the idea of something shining with me. Um, it just, it creates a lot of imagery in my head Um I like it the same way that I like to say uh, to Bronorm, to Bronorm, uh, for sorry that you know sorrow was on me. So, anyway, uh, yeah, I was just curious about that. Ismalam de Hersey, Goromagat, and also please correct any or all of my Irish that I've I've said out loud. Uh, thank you. Oh, fair play, Matthew. Well, like I said in my private reply to you, that to say what your name is, I would say Owen is Anim Dum. I don't say is anim damon, but Owen is anim dum. And well done to you, Matthew, for having the courage to record this question and use your kuplafuckle, use your Irish language that you feel like you want to express. That is absolutely fantastic. I completely get you about the shyness of going to class. It's this, you're opening up yourself to being judged. And it's like me re- recording this podcast episode um, who might listen to it? My friend, my wife, my family. I'm opening myself up to being judged. And yet it's part of it. It's just you have to say, look, this is something that's important to me. Let's go here. Here's what I think. <laughs> now, you said about Tahni and Shelium. And it's interesting. I just don't know if I took a shining to it. Is that does it come from... American English from like um, organically through Irish language speakers who moved to America or is it something more foundational that you find in old English as well I don't know I just don't know the one story I did want to share is that when I was in India I heard the like that's uh, Hindu is an Indo-European language and I was really interested to hear that they use the like m sound for me and the t sound for you that you get in a lot of languages, not so much in modern English, we, but in thou, that's the, the t sound. So it felt very familiar and it felt like, oh, this is a language I could learn because I'm already in the Indo-European system. <laughs> that's where I come from. So why am I sharing this? There's a lot of patterns in languages that we think are completely separated but if you start looking at the history of languages um it's a sharing of 
thoughts of peoples over the ages and you might be surprised to see how these patterns emerge uh, no matter what Indo-European language that you learn to speak. Well, there you go. It's Matthew. Hope to hear from you again. And thanks to Tukumo that you hear on this episode of the Bite Size Irish podcast. As always, thanks to them boys over in Japan on Chatpoint. And I look forward to hearing your questions on the Bite Size Irish podcast. Go to www.bitesize.irish slash podcast and hit the magic button. Slán! Slán!